Don't think about fear. We're doing something that can really help shape our business now and for the future. Hello and welcome to The Growth Business, a business podcast sponsored by InCloud Solutions, the centre of excellence for mid-market ERP software, SAP Business by Design. I'm your host, Lucy Thorpe, and I'm delighted to be joined in this episode by a long-standing friend of InCloud, Jonathan Phillips. Jonathan is the former Group Business Systems Manager at Aspen Pumps, a highly successful and indeed award-winning British company which decided to run on Business by Design. At one time, Jonathan was a customer of InCloud Solutions, and now I'm happy to say he's decided to come and work for us. Hooray! Jonathan, welcome. Hi, Lucy. Thanks for having me. Now, regular listeners know that I don't tend to sort of get technical very often on this podcast and I don't want to go too deep into the weeds, but you've got huge wealth of experience implementing business by design at Aspen Pumps. And so I couldn't really resist the opportunity to get some lessons for listeners, particularly if they're thinking of going down the ERP route. So just to get us started, and I know you've been practicing with customers already today, <laughs> give us your pitch on on why now is the time to start on an ERP project, particularly after this year that we've had? Look, the way I see it, and you know me, a bit of an eternal optimist, you know, not just because of, of COVID and the strange kind of global situation we're in. Any time, if the business needs it, is a good time to start on an ERP project. But especially with the current scenario around a lot of people remote working, um, you know, offices and businesses questioning on whether they'll ever be back on site full time again, there's been an, a, a kind of widespread mindset switch of businesses to say that actually in the past where we've needed people on site using IT and tech, we no longer need them on site and they should all work remotely. And businesses have adapted and you see the amazing things that people have done to transform their businesses from, you know, selling one line of products or services to switching to do something different, to react around the pandemic conditions, the lockdown world. And businesses have made new functions, new processes. And so I suppose it's as good a time as any for a rethink. You know, are the current practices in your business working for you or has your business moved to a place where perhaps some new functions or some new ways of thinking or the remote working scenario has kind of led you to, to a point where perhaps the, the on-site, on-premise ERP isn't working for you anymore? And do we need to do something new? And and I would, you know, I would always encourage someone, you know, especially if you're one of those businesses that has reacted during lockdown uh, and changed uh, the way you're doing things, some of the approach to market that you've got. Um, is the ERP or the systems that you had before, does that now suit where you're at right now? And if it doesn't, you know, get going on an ERP project. Think about what you can do, not just to back up the business, but to help drive it down its new direction. Now, you're hugely experienced. I mean, we really should listen to what you say. And I love talking to customers, former customers, current customers, because they are the people that know. And and you completed three I believe business by design implementations each sort of getting quicker each time you did it was that the final tally or did you do do more than that in the end oh well we got a few more than that in the end so operationally wise um, it ended up as seven so there was a few in the UK a couple in Europe across the pond over in America and I suppose the final one before I jumped ship was uh, in India but alongside that a couple of what I might call financially operational, so recording financial transactions as well, down in the Southern Hemisphere. Um, and like most businesses that have complex financial structures these days, a whole range of entities in the background. So who knows what the final tally really is? But it's um, let's go seven officially and then 
uh, some other stuff added on. Tell people very briefly about what kind of a company Aspen Pumps is. Aspen is an extremely successful uh, local company to me, actually, here on the South Coast in the UK, where the sun is shining. It's living up to its reputation today. Aspen really started off quite a local, a local company who saw a gap in the heating, ventilation, air conditioning market for designing condensate pumps and then built a range of accessories and complementary products, including chemicals and tools. Um, and has turned itself from, if you like, a, an up and coming small business into a really global, medium, kind of large enterprise format where the supply chain is now quite a complex international affair of getting products to markets you know, into our various legal entities around uh, around the planet. Um, I just said, our, did you catch me? I said, our. <laughs> It'll take enough. a while. <laughs> it will take a while. Um, but uh, yes, getting products close to market, close to customers in the legal entities across Europe and, and over in America and India, as we mentioned. Um, and also selling out now to over, uh, it used to be something near 100 countries that Aspen would sell to. So we're talking a business that is, that's growing very rapidly, uh, growing naturally just through uh, through customer expansion and item expansion uh, but also through acquisitions um, Aspen ended a, quite a, an acquisition hungry business getting strategic sites within Europe and within the world to, to help really grow that business and it's had a quite a small core of staff based in the UK um, and then also as we expanded you know around the rest of the world but constantly striving for the best in quality, the product innovation, um, the best routes to market, and really requiring, therefore, a system that, that helped to drive that. But really, if you could take your hands off the, the digital driving that you do in the back of the business to make the system work, allowed Aspen staff to focus on what they were really great at, which is innovating new products uh, really making a robust supply chain and operations team and then expanding through sales internationally. So when you started out looking at ERP, I understand that you didn't really think SAP was going to be a fit at all for you. What changed your mind there? Well, yeah, you're quite right. Uh, and I've said it to SAP quite honestly, and, and I've been involved in some uh, webinars with uh, with Matt, uh, Matt Sinclair, who, who's part of the SAP team in the UK. You hear the, the name SAP, and if you didn't know any better, your brain goes straight to massively large implementations, multi-year projects, very, very complicated, over-complicated solutions, perhaps. And so I suppose when I was at Aspen, we, we took a look at ourselves and, and we didn't believe that we might be an SAP customer. It just wasn't the kind of fit that we needed. And so we, we had a look at, at what you might call some of the other usual suspects of ERP. So the Microsofts, the Infors, the Epicors, Sage, the ones you might expect a, a, an SME to be looking at. And a consultant that we worked with to look at our internal business and, and try and help us to define not what we were five years ago, but what Aspen were going to be uh, roundabout now, um, had heard in the market of this product, uh, almost a little upstart in the ERP world, uh, business by design, and heard great things about it. And so it was added to the list almost as a bit of a wild card. And then I suppose the rest is history. It's fantastic that you did happen upon it. And um, obviously, we've got to change that and make it that people don't have to stumble across uh, business by design, because it is fantastic. And and you obviously recognise that there was a potential fit. Did that turn out to be true? Was it plain sailing? Or did you struggle with it a bit? Uh, yeah, in the end, actually, um, a relatively perfect fit. We'd had a look at, we'd sent out our invitation attender to the suppliers and asked them, you know, ask the SAPs of this world in conjunction with their partner network, how are you going to deliver a system that meets Aspen criteria? 
how are you going to meet the specific requirements that this business has? And, and in a sense, we were looking for a real understanding of these systems, uh, you know, a partner that really understood the product they were implementing to look at our, our, our kind of fact pack, if you like, about uh, what Aspen was. Um, and tell us how their system would fit. And what it gave us was a real view onto who best understood the solution. When we chose uh, Business by Design and the consultants came on site, there was this joint understanding that the product would work up front because, you know, we, we were asking, look, if our business model looks like this in five years, how is your system going to, how is it going to deliver that? And so we had this confidence that, that the model was going to work. And then it was about trusting the process, about adopting some of the best practice and the frameworks that Design offers and looking at our own business and our own processes and asking ourselves the question, if this product is successful and if we know in five years time it's going to work, how should we now implement it or what processes should we adopt um, in order that in five years time we will be where we understand based on the the responses that we should be in terms of having a system that meets the business profile. And how did you feel about the aspect of having to fit your processes to the system? Did that sit well with you? Uh, honestly, for me personally, it was an utter relief. I, I was never a fan of uh, post-it notes on walls and process mapping and trying to sit down and work out exactly what uh, each process was. The nature of SMEs in general is that the business is driving hard to stay competitive or get more competitive in whatever industry that they're in. And so having a system where you get to adopt SAP's, if you like, expert view on how these processes should work cross-functionally gives you as a project team, as a project lead, some relief in saying, so what you're telling me is if I adopt this as a standard process, you can guarantee it's going to work. And the only thing I've got to try and therefore map is um, I've got to think about what exceptions that I might have um, or that we might have as a business to the standard process. Why can't we use that that you've presented um, as opposed to you map on the wall, a very complex 500 step multi-choice business process end to end, and then try and get a consultant to look at that head scratching and to try and work out how they build a system that does all of that and at the same time as being consistent with all other departments so for me total relief to be able to to be able to look at something um, that was already set out for you and therefore attention was not as Perito would say is not on the 80% that you know just works it's on the where am I where's my 20% exception to this process where's my where, where, what's going to catch me out in in this particular way that that the business does things um, and then focus on those which means you're already 80% there and then of course you have to sell the idea to everybody um, up and down the chain you have to sell it to management and then you have to sell it to the people that are going to use it uh, have you got any tips there from your extensive experience any tips look I think one of the things that perhaps myself and this uh, external consultant got right at the start was the project team. We picked a range of people in the business that were not necessarily traditional departmental or kind of high scale cost center managers. We looked for the people in the business who had the hands-on experience of doing transactions, being part of day-to-day, but perhaps more importantly, with that, that kind of mindset towards change, the need to move on, to take the processes that currently exist and say how we know the processes so well, so we can be key in helping to form what the next processes are, but have that positivity towards change and the appetite uh, to, do, to do things better 
around the organization. And as you know, and I've, I've said it constantly, people are absolutely key to a project. Uh, I think good people could take a very bad system and make a, a really nice job of it, uh, albeit with flaws. But you give, uh, no matter how good your system is, if you give it to people who don't understand it or if you don't have the right mix or the right choice of people, um, it can become a real mess really quickly. And I guess uh, another thing that, that you're experienced at is doing this across different cultures in different countries. Are there any particular lessons there for people trying to implement in, in a different scenario to the standard UK one? Yes, I, th- I think so. We didn't take it lightly. I think that's quite important to say that when we were off into Europe and, and over uh, and over in the States, we didn't take the culture, the culture factor lightly. So we did some preparation and, and mostly that was prepared to be respectful. OK, as head office, you have to be I suppose we had to be aware whilst going as a team that if we're not careful, this could feel like this is our system. This is our way of doing with it. You will comply. And actually, in the end, we, we prepared as an internal team to go and be respectful. And the advantage then of having the internal users who already knew most of their counterparts in the other divisions, in the other companies internationally, um, we didn't experience much culture challenge at all, but we were very respectful. You know, one of my favourite stories is sitting in the German boardroom and we'd been out for we'd been out for a restaurant meal to, to kick the project off uh, on the, the night before. And we borrowed the beer menu. Uh, which was all in German. Um, and I gave, uh, I passed it round to my UK colleagues. I went, okay, we'll call this mandatory German training. So have a read of the menu. See if you can read these words, you know, and, and we let the, in a sense, we let the German team kind of laugh with us where we didn't know what we were saying or we didn't get the pronunciation quite right. But it built some camaraderie straight away. I'm going to jump in here, if that's okay, and let you know about an event that's coming up. Beyond ERP is a fantastic opportunity For businesses enthusiastic about all the exciting possibilities digital technology has to offer. This virtual event is on June the 17th, 2021, but if you're listening in the future, there will be more, I promise. Just go to sapphiresystems.com forward slash events forward slash beyond ERP and financials into the digital future. Now back to my conversation with Jonathan Phillips. You became extremely adept in in implementing business by design, presumably to the point where you didn't need any external help. Yeah, um, almost. I'm going to say almost. We had the advantage as a team, I suppose, of running rollouts as opposed to brand new implementations. So the, the companies we were visiting, we were able to take a blueprint of what we did for the very first UK implementation and extend it. But I guess because we really took ownership, we built this internal consultant team with the appetite who wanted to not just learn how the system worked, but to really own it. A lot of the, I suppose, swimming underneath the water. We did a lot of that ourselves um, and took great pride in doing that. Yeah, as a team, we wanted to take more and more ownership each time. Um, And for the consultants then to guide us in a high level, asking questions more, have you considered doing this or have you considered adding this function to what you're doing? Rather than spending hours, oh, we need you to configure all the buttons and press all the data migration stuff for us because we don't know how to do it. 
And in that sense, we feel like we really maximise the use of, of the consultant role in the project as being high level, almost consultant sponsor as opposed to consultant doer. So it's the perfect time then really for you to hop over onto the other side of the fence and be able to put yourselves, yourself directly into the shoes of the, of the people that you're now talking to. Perfect fit. Uh, yes, I'm not sure how I would have dealt with a customer like me. That's the interesting bit now being on this side. Yeah, look, there was a bit of a running joke internally at Aspen that at some point I should be a, a business by design consultant. So in a way, this is a natural progression for me. But it comes with new challenges, you know, not not getting to be precious as a customer. But no, look, it's natural progression, but new challenges, getting to know other businesses, getting to see the way they work getting to look at new processes and getting to meet new people, um, which is one of my favourite things. So, yes, uh, and, and I'm very pleased to be on board, um, but learning rapidly uh, six odd weeks in. And finally, I was going to ask you, do you have any words of reassurance to um, potential customers? Nothing to fear. It's going to be OK. It's not that hard. Uh, the ideal question, I suppose, for a glass half full person uh, such as myself, don't think about fear. So as an optimist instead, when thinking about systems and processes, why not? We've got plenty we could win at here. You know, we're we're doing something that can really help shape our business now and for the future. So don't fear it. Embrace it. Business by Design is a good product with good support and and a really competent partner network. So why not see it as, you know, we've got plenty we could win here. So don't fear it. Let's start embracing it and see what we can get out of this. Fantastic advice. Thanks so much for joining us. That was the growth business for this week. If you're lucky enough, you can work with Jonathan too. All you have to do is say the word, drop me a line and I can put you directly in touch with him. That's it for this episode. See you next time. No, you've got to laugh. Otherwise, it's just an SAP project. <laughs>